Welcome to the Positively Wiccan Podcast, your home for reliable, trustworthy information about crystals, cards, spells, rituals, energy, and all things metaphysical to start and strengthen your Wiccan practice. All right, let's get started. Here's your host, Kathy Zimmerman. All right, today I thought I would talk about something for the newer witches out there, although it can apply to anyone for sure. And I entitled this podcast, Witchcraft Mistakes. The reason I do that is I just want you to be aware of some of the pitfalls may encounter in the future when you enter the realm of witchcraft. And it's not just for those entering the craft, but also for those that may have been in it for a while and may have mistakenly taken a wrong turn or two, which happens, believe me, to the best of us. My teacher always told me that you always have to know a bit about everything so you can decide where you draw your own lines in witchcraft, where you decide that that spell or the makings of that spell are definitely not for you and you will not do that. And there's other things that you might feel very comfortable with that other people won't. So in order to know where to draw your lines, you might have to experience a little bit about everything and decide which are your boundaries. Because this is a very large topic, and I am just going to focus on a few things If this topic interests you and you would like to know more about it, please respond back to me. And if I get enough response, I'll actually do a part two to this. It's just so vast and there's so many things out there that we can do wrong and we might do wrong that I only have time to cover a few of them in this amount of time. So just let me know and we'll do number two. So one of the first mistakes that you can make is spending too much money on which ritual supplies. A newbie will normally find a pre-written spell in some of the books that you've likely purchased on witchcraft, and they think that they need to replicate the spell exactly. They're going to go and they're going to buy everything possible that they think that they need for that spell to prepare for that spell. And they think that that is the only way that they are going to achieve their desired results. Let's say we want to cast a money spell. We find one that we like and we go out and we buy all the supplies for that spell. Then maybe months later, we decide we want to do another money spell. Maybe our first one didn't turn out quite the way we wanted, didn't give us quite the result we wanted. So we're going to try a different one this time. But when we look in the book, it has all sorts of different items than you had purchased for your first spell. Well, if you have a bit of experience, you'll likely be able to swap a lot of the items and make the second spell work with a lot of the items that you purchased from the first spell, with just maybe adding a few things here and there. But a newbie might go and again purchase everything on the list for that second spell. Substitutes can be made and the result will still be successful, but you need the confidence to be able to believe that result. And because you might not, especially if you're new, 
um, you're going to find that depending on the number of spells you have on the go, this can quickly add up as far as your expenses go. Having a lot of supplies that you use only a few of or a little of or some of them only once and you get quite a collection instead of maybe substituting and using things over and over. So just do beware of the costs when you're there and be aware that substitutions can be made and it's totally fine. The spell will not backfire just because you don't want to go out and buy a new herb. Some things can be substituted that way. The second most common mistake is being overly concerned with the details of your spell. I realize that this is really easy to do when you don't have the experience behind you, but a spell is much more powerful when it means something to you, when you're able to relate to it. So if you pick a spell that has items that you're not familiar with, it makes it very hard for you to visualize not only the spell, how it's going to come about and also the outcome of that spell. If you can add an element or two that you really like or things that are close to your heart, it will add its own magic to the spell. The main thing to remember is that all the items in your spell are there to help you visualize the desired results. They are just tools. As you become more advanced, you will rely less and less on the tools and more and more on your visualization. Third mistake is not supporting your spell work with mundane efforts. Because spell casting is all about intent, you have to keep reminding yourself about what the spell is and carry it over into your mundane real life world. Um, It is unreasonable to expect the universe to do all the work for you. It is you who has to put the energy into it. Something may come along anyway, and you will get the desired results, even if you don't do this, but you can obviously increase your odds drastically if you do your part. If you bring it into your everyday life and the intent around you surrounds you all the time, you're just putting that much more thought and energy into it. Some of you will want or need some advice, especially when you're starting out. This is when you particularly need to be aware. There are many people out there that are more than willing to, in quotations, help you, but uh, it's usually for very high fees. They might promise you something that you may never receive. And please be aware of being scammed and trying to look, if you can, into the person, if you can get some sort of feedback from other people on them or their business, to just be sure that they really are out there to help you. Buyer beware certainly comes into play here. I do have a few last words of advice that I would say if you encounter these people, basically really take a good look about do you want to deal with them? And for some people, just turn and run. And the first thing is anyone who makes unwanted sexual advances in the context of spirituality, you know, maybe they want you to join a coven. Um, They're saying that, you know, this coven operates in the context of sky clad or nudity. 
maybe you're not comfortable with that. Maybe there's just a little bit of shadiness associated with that. If that's not you, that's not how you feel comfortable, please do not enter that particular coven or, you know, associate yourself that way. Maybe in time you will be comfortable, but if you're not at the time until you gain more maybe knowledge and confidence and are sure that that's what you want, you might want to stay away from that, clear away from that for the beginning for sure. The second thing is anyone who guarantees the results from a spell, especially ones of love, money, and fertility in exchange for large amounts of money. Anyone who does any sort of spell work will tell you that they will do their best. It depends on, you know, your visualization, the intent, maybe the moon, all sorts of things that you put into a spell. But I don't think any of us can guarantee with a hundred percent satisfaction rate that your spell will come true. We certainly hope it will, and we will do our best to make your spell come true, but we cannot guarantee with a hundred percent that it will happen, especially in the time frame that you might want. So please be aware of that and people who promise that. The third thing is anyone who claims to have supernatural powers or implausible abilities. As I've said in previous podcasts, I think we all have the ability to do these things. Some of us are just definitely maybe a bit more advanced or practiced than other people. But there are people out there that make quite outrageous claims. And I think you really have to be skeptical. Take a look at what they're promising. And if they can really do that, please use your own judgment and common sense in some of these things. Maybe people do have amazing powers, but those are few and far between. And so the majority of people out there are more than happy to help you. They maybe do have certainly some advanced skills, but uh, keep in mind that we are all human and there might be limitations to our powers. So just be a little bit aware of that. And from that, I'm just going to sort of go to anyone who offers to lift a curse from your life by pressuring you to cut ties with your family, your friends, or make drastic changes in your life. This can lead to sort of cult-like changes or can really isolate you, which makes you very vulnerable. And I would have to question why they need you to do such things because the majority of time you never have to. So please be aware that there are people who are going to ask you to maybe do such things. And it's usually, I'm going to say, as far as I can ever recall in my past experience, ever necessary to do such things like that. Having family and friends, even if they don't believe in your same beliefs, but still around to support you in other areas in your life is very important. So don't cut people out if you you don't need to. There are some people out there that also claim to have some secret knowledge that only they will disclose for a cost. Uh, Maybe it's from some hidden ancient book or they've been to some place and gotten some message from above. Please be skeptical of these people that, um, you know, they can make these things up. They likely don't have that special knowledge or if it is, Why isn't it being shared with anyone? Why is is it just them? 
Why are they so special? And why do they have to charge you for finding out this information? So again, just be aware of people like this. And also anyone who exhibits jealousy or hostility when you seek a second opinion. Most people, if they're very confident in their spell work or in what they're teaching you, have no problem with you seeking other advice or a second opinion. They're very confident in what they're telling you. So if people get very hostile about this, they get mad, they berate you in any way, then stay clear of those people. Maybe they are not confident enough in their skills, or maybe they just really don't know what they're doing. And the whole thing might be a scam. So again, be very aware. Ethical pagans go to great pains to avoid any appearance of dishonesty because of the stereotypes that are applied to us in the mainstream population. In fact, many of us will go out of our way to prove our trustworthiness. Unfortunately, it is a fact that a lack of awareness and education about modern witchcraft can draw predators and scam artists who will seize any opportunity to take advantage of your ignorance. You must be aware that they are out there, but also have faith that there are many good, honest witches that can give you great advice and can help you keep your footing along the path. So in conclusion, I say buyer beware, but also be wise and have faith. Good luck in whatever your adventures might be. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please take a moment right now to take a screenshot on your phone or device and share it to your social media, letting other people know why you'd like them to listen to this episode. It helps us help more people. So thank you so much for your support. We wish you all of the best for your week and we will see you next Friday.